0: Welcome to Homes Room. Just like Homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners, topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Welcome to Homes Room it's Holmes and caitlin here again with another episode uh just real quick if you haven't please hit the subscribe button or the follow button whatever it is on the like platform you're listening to it will help us out so much um if you haven't also leave a five-star review because that helps people find us if you want to write something cool write something if you don't just hit the five stars that'll be good and uh you know, you can do that wherever you listen. Thank you so much. If you have, thank you so much if you're going to do it. And thank you again, Caitlin, for joining me. How are you? I'm
1: doing well. How are you, Matt? Long time no see.
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. (laughs) Uh, This episode is exciting for me. I have talked about my dad before on here, but like, not in this way, so I'm excited, and you know you also have talked about your dad, so like mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's gonna be a good one. But um, we uh, we got some I don't know tomfoolery afoot, I guess is what I'll say when we when it comes to uh, us making these lists where somehow we have crossover but not crossover, but we're both like yeah that thing. So I'm really excited about where this is gonna go.
1: Let's go. It's the Father's Day special. Father's
0: <laughs> Day. to <laughs> have to get a soundboard and just start like throwing sounds.
1: <gasps> Can we um, please?
0: Yeah, I think it would be awesome. I think I that would be get so it, fun. it. Um so uh I heard something the other day reading a book or listening to a book, I guess if you want to call it listening to a book and I cheated whatever, I don't know. Um uh, you and I are both like vocal processors. Uh, you've been vocal about being a vocal processor. Uh, I also, you know, I think I do my best work when I'm like self-narrating whatever's going on. If I'm doing something that's like, why'd you do that, dummy? Not saying dummy <laughs> like I'm dumb, but like processing the, the words. Um, so the topic of the book, it just kind of was, you know, kind of self-processing but doing it out loud. And I thought, man, this is really interesting. So as I kept listening to it, um, it was about, uh, not giving your self, like your thoughts, a literal voice and your feelings about that kind of being sequestered because they're not given enough space. So I was like sitting there thinking about it and the exercise they said to do was stand in front of a mirror and, uh, Whatever you thought about looking at yourself, say it out loud. Um, from your head all the way down your toes, whatever it is, and it doesn't matter whether it's like my eyebrow is crooked or the the you know skin on my chin is pretty, like whatever it is, you're just supposed to say it. And one of the things that they said was a lot of people don't uh, aren't able to to do that. And I wonder if for me and you, we're so like I guess open and willing to just like go there because we are vocal processors. So we don't have that hang up. Do you think that we have a stronger sense of self and are able to, you know, be open and out there and vocal about it because we are vocal processors already and everybody else has that hang up.
1: I would say what everything you just said that resonated me was, like speaking it out loud and not allowing yourself to feel the feelings. Cause I definitely do that all the time. Like, yes, maybe because I'm a vocal processor, I might be a little bit more self-aware, but being self-aware doesn't fix the problem, Matt. <laughs> all right. As we said,
0: it's a father's day special. So we're going to talk about our dads and specifically uh, what our, what our dads taught us. Some of the, some of the, Important things. Um, with that in mind, uh, I wanted to um, to say something to you specifically uh, that you know that we're celebrating our fathers, and one thing that you know you taught me was you know when somebody's gonna gonna go into this situation like this as you are, you know, simple questions like you know, reminding us of what your dad's name was. So uh if you don't mind what was his name
1: my dad's name was chief don rife uh he hated being called donnie which is what his mother the nickname that he had growing up um but his name was don and i just called him dad my sister and i when we wanted to be obnoxious we'd call him padre
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it um but yeah like i said i i want to celebrate him because this is you know what this is about is celebrating dads and you know I, I think that that's something that we can easily do so that's this so one's sweet. for you Don not oh. Donnie <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, one of the first things that I can think of
1: when it comes to my dad is like his humor oh, wait hold one- up Matt we can't say my dad's name and not say your dad's name oh you you want, to, my, want uh, my dad's da- name
0: My dad's name is Harvey. Harvey!
1: Okay. Yeah. I love that. All
0: right. His his initials are Ha, so it's H-A-H. My initials are Ma, M-A-H. So, yeah, there you go.
1: That's sweet. All right. Tell me about Harvey.
0: Uh, So, uh, when I think about any lessons that he taught me, it's, it's always something that was practical, but also done in you know, with humor tried to to at least be kind of funny. So, you know, that's what, that's what I always come back to was hard lessons were taught, but they were taught with like the understanding that like it was tongue in cheek, but it was, you know, still get the job done. So. absolutely. What what kind of lessons did you learn? Did you learn lessons like that?
1: I did. Um, He was a very much like walk tall, speak quietly and carry a big stick kind of man. And I would Mm -hmm. rather, have my dad in my face screaming at me than him just look at me and say, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Like yeah. stabbed to the heart, you know? So, yeah. um, that's kind of, uh, of the mentality that he gave, but I, I will be the first to own that. I was a stove toucher growing up. So a lot of the lessons that I learned from him were usually a circle back conversation where he would say, I told you so in much less words. <laughs>
0: yeah i i think that that sounds very much like my dad as far as the you know like he i knew i was in trouble when he took a knee and got real close to the side of my face and just spoke like as soft as possible right in your ear (laughs) so you knew and it was almost like he's gritting he's like clenching one side of his jaw Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was was good Um,
1: quiet dad terror
0: yeah yeah i definitely use that myself with my kids I should be able to just look at them and they know so absolutely um who wants you want to go first or you want me to go first with the first lesson that I learned
1: I'll go first um, all right
0: what's what's your first lesson
1: first lesson that Don taught me was to stick up for the little guy um I and I I feel like I very much just recently started putting like I it's something that I've always known but it's something that I've started to like really take a step back and put into practice in my life is that like your your life has significantly more value if you spend it advocating for others and lifting others up with you um I wish I would have learned this lesson a lot sooner I feel like I had a lot of missed opportunities in like school to like help stick up for the little guy but um better learn the lesson late than not at all. So that's my first yeah. one.
0: I like that. I mean, stick up for the little guys. Definitely something that like everybody should be able to get behind, but like, that's a good, that's a, that's a good place to start for this. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's what homes room exists in the realm of is, you know, giving people a voice, being there, being supportive and, you know, knowing right from wrong in the, the simplest form. So I, I dig it. I dig it. I like that one. Um, My, my first, uh, on my list is if the world don't fit, take out your scissors. That was one of my favorite sayings that he used to throw at me. And that, that definitely was one of those, like you had a problem, you had issues, no matter what the situation was, you just be like, the world don't fit. And you were supposed to respond, take out my scissors and you, you learn to f- figure out a way if, if something wasn't working, if something wasn't, wasn't driving the way it needed to, you took out your scissors and you made it work.
1: Okay. That's really weird that you say that's your first lesson because first of all, I love that Harvey has a way <laughs> with words already. I yeah. can tell. Um, my second lesson is kind of like very similar, but it's more of the like militar militaristic um, perspective on that which is like the marine mentality of adapt improvise overcome yeah. which is kind of like you know maybe what you're doing isn't working right now you you have no choice but to adapt improvise and overcome and i can't even tell you how many times that he said that to me while he was still here so
0: yeah so Weird. that's your that's your second one Hmm. all right so this is where again i don't know the universe just like said hey you two you're (laughs) gonna be together so my second one and this is one that is also along the lines of like you know taking care of the situation and uh you know kind of uh military-ish regard is take care of your equipment and Um, that meant everything you everything that had to do with your equipment i i used to have friends over to play video games we had two controllers so if friends would come over they would use mine i would use his and i had to make sure i took care of his controller better than i would have taken care of mine and i did have friends break my controllers and he's like see that's why you take care of your equipment i trust you with my equipment i don't trust them so now you got to work to get another controller you know and he's like man so i learned to take care of my equipment cleaning with whatever it is, sharpening it. If it was, a, if it was something that needed to be sharp, putting
1: it away in the right spot, not in the wrong spot. Sorry, dad. There is one thing in my life that, uh, I feel like if Harry took a look at, he would just stand back and shake his head and big thing <laughs> of parenthood for me, take care of your equipment. My car is a rolling dumpster on wheels. Okay. (laughs) Like take care of your equipment. You're, you're you're telling me that. And I'm just sitting here like, Oh my gosh, I need a car wash. I have like lemonade spilled (laughs) in my backseat. Like, uh, all right, Harvey, I will take a page from your book and go clean my car out tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's So that's the one I got to start like harping on the girls more about. I've been getting on like my oldest about it more often, but like the little one, we call her the stabby one. Mm. And like, she, she leaves her stuff everywhere. And it's like, by the time you realize she's got a mess, you'd be like, go clean it up. You realize there's a mess somewhere else. And it's like, well, damn, which one do I send her to first? And then by the time you, you track her down, it's like, well, now it's bedtime and I can't have you clean up all of these. So just, just clean up that one. And so she's got to get Take better about your taking equipment. care of her equipment. Take
1: care of your yeah. equipment. So I
0: got to push that one. I got push that one. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. So what's your, what's your next one?
1: All right. My third one, and this was more so not something that he taught me word for word, but something that I watched. I learned just watching him. And this is really important to me still um, in my daily life. Now it's that family is who you choose it to be blood related or not. Um Yeah. I didn't realize until I was an adult that my parents had made some really hard decisions about cutting out some family members that were blood related that I didn't, I didn't get at first. And I would, I was always relationships that I grew up like grieving almost and not necessarily cut out some cut out, like cut out others distance from, but um, instead of family, I would also change that out with like your village, Like I have a village and probably about 2% of them are actually blood related to me, um, at the end of the day. So I think that's definitely something that I want to make sure I teach my kids, um, hope that they have a a bigger grasp on that lesson, um, before me or like uh, hopefully get it before I did kind of later in life. But like, I think it's, the larger lesson in that too is protecting your peace and protecting your energy and your finances and everything and protecting my own family. Um, by the people that you choose to have in your life, you're not obligated to have them in your life. Um, your village is who you choose it to be. And if you're not growing from them and they're only out for a few things, then, you know, if their intentions are questionable and your gut tells you to get them
0: out, Uh, I like that one and correct me if I'm mistaken, but that's in your book, isn't it?
1: It is in probably less words, different words, but like, yes, yes, absolutely.
0: It it instantly like struck a chord and I was like, I've heard that before, I think. (laughs) And I I was like, man, actually, I think I've heard that in your, I think I just read that. Uh, Yeah. So that's, I like that one. That's good. I think that, um, you know, I, my movie theater people were like my family for a really long time and I'm still really good friends with a lot of them. Some of the some of them you've heard on this podcast as guests early on. So um you know they definitely are a family I didn't I didn't I definitely am not blood related to them, but at the same time there's things that I've come across where blood related family doesn't necessarily hold as high a rank as they should because they've showed me that they should not so do you think that's something
1: that's like generational i feel like with with my parents they maybe felt more obligated granted i don't know they they just come from a different time where i feel like i've i've had several conversations with people my age and like parents that are our age where we legitimately are the generation that is doing our damnedest to break generational trauma and i'll be damned if my children you know, like the the whole point of parenthood is to set them up for better success. So I feel like the, yeah. like the mentality of, Oh, well that's so-and-so like you have to make sure that you talk to them, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just an old school way of thinking I, or I just come from a broken family. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, I think I a hundred percent agree with you. When you as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I do think it's generational. I think one of the big things about it being generational is like what happens to, us if we don't tell them this thing and they're hanging out with aunt pam and pam is the worst in the world but they only know to be nice to pam like we had to be nice to pam Mm -hmm. but meanwhile pam go kick rocks or you know whatever so it's like yeah i I definitely think it's generational but um i also think that it becomes a situation where it's also an individualistic kind of thing so like if you're if if don is telling you like yo don't do that Pick your, pick your family, cut people out. Mm-hmm. That's I think that that's good advice. And one of the things that you know my dad used to say is, if I teach you everything I know now and you're only 15, imagine how much better and smarter you're going to be when you're 30 mm-hmm. because you already have that. And so I think it's the same thing. And I think you should want better for your kids. You should want to teach them the at least – the hard lessons you had to learn in a way that allows them to make a better informed decision, Mm. not necessarily not make those mistakes, but you know, make, make the mistake, but make it in a way that is not the same way you did. Like if you, tripped off a curb because you can't run, you know, teach them to tie their shoes. Yes. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said about that perspective as well, too, because it's like, just because I had a broken relationship with this family member doesn't mean that that will be your same experience. The best I can do is educate you with what I know and not push you one way or the other. Because um, I'm, I'm telling you already, my daughter's only like 19 months old. She's going to be a damn stove toucher. Just like <laughs> 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 or I still am yeah. technically. So yeah. But yeah,
0: I got one of those two. I can't deny the little Dude. one is definitely the one that's me and she's going to do dumb stuff because it's just like, hey, this is a dumb thing. Nobody's around. I'm going to do it.
1: I mean, they'll have cool stories, though.
0: Yeah, they will. <laughs> broken finger, broken fingers that don't curve the right direction. ER you know, trips, stuff like that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. ER trips. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Um, I think, like I said, I think that that's the way parenting should be. But you know, it's those lessons that probably stick with us the most because at the end of the day, it was the it was a real lesson. It wasn't you know just like hey, make sure you clean your room or hey, make sure that you know you flip your pillow over because the other side's cold. Like yeah, that's all cool, but yeah. that doesn't. You know, that doesn't that doesn't bring you anything later. This makes you realize, man, I wish I had I wish I had known this when I was younger, or man, I'm glad I knew this when I was younger. Yeah. And I think like you said, it's generational and hopefully that means that our kids will be that much further along in the long run.
1: That's the hope, right? That's <laughs> kind of <laughs> Fingers the, crossed. the point of being a decent parent is doing the best that you have with what you have in the moment. So yeah uh, and that's uh, your next lesson or mine sorry i'm not trying to <laughs> uh no my,
0: i think it's mine i was i, I was just gonna say i think i you think that that is 100 percent right um you know it's uh doing the best you can with what with the knowledge you have so if we can just keep pushing that just a little bit further a little bit further a little bit further then you know we're we're doing the right thing, so it's all one. That's all one can hope. Um. So my next one, and this one is kind of a uh, good and bad thing. It, it did probably a little bit of trauma as well as like made me who I am, like the supportive person that everybody kind of knows me to be. It's both a, a good thing and a bad no. thing. Um. I've said it before uh, on here. I think it was might have been the the substitute episode, but what kind of sticks out to me and has always kind of guided me throughout all of that stuff is you could either be a superhero or a supervillain and i have lived that way as best as i could because at the end of the day like i do believe that that is the way it can go you can either be a good person or you or you could not and why be the not if
1: you know that that's your your option so Do you think there's ever, in in your analogy, do you think there's ever an appropriate time to be a supervillain?
0: I think that there's a time to be an anti-hero, not necessarily a supervillain. So, there's times where you might not be the, the good guy, but as long as your motivations are to the end that makes the most sense for you and your situation, then sometimes that might just be what it is. Sometimes it could seem super villainy sometimes it might not
1: okay well it sounds like don and harvey maybe had the same fatherhood book because i had a different (laughs) lesson but i'm gonna switch it and make it my last lesson because my next lesson from my dad is good versus evil and how important being guided by integrity and values is
0: this is so wild it's the it's the same it's
1: like the it's the saying or like stand for something or you fall for anything but like John Wayne style. And I recently had a conversation with a coworker who I respect a lot, who was like, you know, we're, we're self motivated. We have that fire and that motivation inside of us. It doesn't matter how many times we have bonked over the head. Like we will still have that fire and charge forward because we are guided by values, by principles and by integrity. Um, and I think that's really hard to like, Generate if you maybe didn't have it. Not that it's impossible. I feel like very lucky that I had a father who sometimes beat that into my head, but most of the time just demonstrated it through his own words and actions. Um, but now that I'm older and I'm an adult and I've had this whole drama with this truck stop going in by my house, <laughs> and like I've seen some of my local politicians who I do not believe are guided by uh, integrity. I see those lines, those battle lines drawn, and I'm proud to be what I perceive as in the moment right now with the information that I have being on the side of good versus evil yeah absolutely
0: i and I think i they must have had the same book or just watched the same movies or something I don't know something something somewhere happened, and I think that that's uh that's really interesting. I think they would have been cool friends yeah i I would have i <laughs> I think that they would have definitely smoked a cigar or two. <gasps> yes. Um, so, uh, in the same vein of what you just said, uh, another lesson that like is similar to that but kind of different is uh, it's easier to destroy than it is to build, and that just meant that it's always easier to tear something down to act poorly or. You know, throw tantrums or whatever it is than it is to sew into others or to you know fight harder to do the right thing and remember that it's always going to be easier to do that as opposed to you know trying to do the right thing, trying to be there for somebody else, trying to build something a relationship uh you know a journey whatever it is. I
1: like that. I feel like before we were filming, we were having a conversation similar to this too, where it's like I was at a work meeting trying to bring solutions to the table instead of just problems, which Mm -hmm. is really hard to do too. I like that. That I think that lesson can kind of be roped into that as well. I agree. It's a lot lot easier to sit there and bitch about the problem rather than come up with a cohesive solution. And then also
0: plan to execute. And yeah, exactly. (laughs) I would definitely agree with that. And I think that a lot of people could probably take something from that because absolutely it is so much easier to destroy than build. One of my favorite You know, looking at it and one of his examples would be like, you know, you ever see them take down a building and it's like they, they, you know, they, it drops in seconds. You ever see them try and build a building? How long does that take? And, you sit there and you're like, damn, it does take a lot longer to do that than it does. So there's there's your instant validity. I don't so know. I, I like feel it.
1: like Harvey might need a t-shirt business. Like you said, some one liners. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'd like heat chain with this shit. You know that, what I'm saying? That
0: man was a was a walking one-liner <laughs> machine. I can I, if if there's anything that that dude could do, it is uh, hit some one-liners and hit them with like the perfect spot-on delivery every time. So. Harvey,
1: my guy, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> all right so my last lesson from my dad he taught it he said it through his to me he showed it every day through his word and actions especially after my mom died and it is how important resilience is and that it's also a burden
0: (laughs) yeah how for sure it is
1: it does not matter what happens to you in your life one step forward One day forward, the next breath, the next choice, the next decision, the next line of the book, the next, uh, you know, the next tab on the Internet Explorer browser that keeps crashing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Um, Cough, cough. But I also say, too, that it's a burden because I saw it on, too. Like, we all get dealt our our own hand of cards in life. Most of the time, some of the time, Sometimes it fucking sucks. Those cards suck. (laughs) You don't have a choice. You have to just keep drawing the next card. And I saw him through my mom dying. I saw him having to raise two teenage daughters by himself. I saw him having to deal with all over estate stuff. All the things that I've, you know, maybe already talked about in prior episodes. But I was so admire the fact that that man, every time he was knocked down, he said, okay, learned the lesson. Maybe I don't know what that lesson is in the moment, but I'm going to get up, brush the dust off my chin, <laughs> keep going.
0: Absolutely. That's my kind of guy. I love that you use the cards analogy because I literally, Pinterest is one of my favorite things. I'm one of those people. Uh, I just saw a, a pin earlier that said, uh, when you get dealt a bad hand, change how you play. And I was like, Interesting. I feel it. So, like, I was like, yep, yeah, man. So that ties perfectly into that. It's just, you know, resiliency. I well, love when it. When the world doesn't um,
1: fit, get out your scissors, Matt.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and along with what you just said in your, your final point, mine, and this is like absolutely the, the quintessential, like Harvey Holmes thing is, uh, mission status and mission status means no time for bullshit. If, If if it's called, if if any of us, my sisters, my mom, my dad, anybody, if we say mission status, everything that happened prior, 10 seconds before is gone. It is, this is the task we're on. There is no room for error. Do it to the best of your abilities. And, you know, you, you might be able to laugh. You might be able to joke while it's happening, but you better bet you are working to... The goal, you are working to get this job done, whether it's driving across the country, whether it's going to the beach and everybody just needs to get their shit packed and get out the door, whatever it is. If they call mission status, it is done. You are going to do whatever the job is and there's no questions about mission it so.
1: status all right i'm gonna have to write that one down when <laughs> i need another you know mom something
0: yeah uh, yeah like i said the one-liner dude he uh he would just hit you with those all the time and i think that they uh they always they they definitely ring true and like i said he would just do the the lean down in your ear and just be like i thought i said mission status Double time, and and you're just like, I know, I'm sorry. Or he would tap his watch twice, and if if he tapped his watch twice, it was a yep, it's the same thing. It's like it's mission status. You're not moving. Move.
1: That reminds me. I don't even remember what Medea movie it's from. I love Medea movies, but she's like, boy, if you don't. Oh, it's uh the one where the where they come and like they're in witness protection, and she like. Peeps up under because there's like one of the kids refuses to get out, and she's like, "Boy, if you don't get your ass up out of this bed, right no my like, that's just what i what, what, it's instantly yeah. what I went to." I
0: love it. I love it. um So I don't know where we're at in this episode. Uh we've been having some technical difficulties. I'm not ashamed to say it. My computer's a piece of crap, apparently. We're gonna get we're gonna get in an argument later. Uh, we're gonna have some some fisticuffs. But uh I wanted to introduce a new segment because I got a new co-host and I love her already. It's been amazing. So we got a new segment for you where Caitlin's gonna take over for a second in a segment we like to call That's What She That's Said. That's what she so what said.
1: You... Yes. All right, so Matt at the end of the last episode that we filmed said, All right new segment idea that's what she said where I literally just give you the floor and you talk about whatever the heck you want to talk about so in the spirit of what my co-host has told me and stay staying on the theme of um this week's episode today I want to talk about Father's Day and how Father's Day might be from the dead parents club viewpoint so again maybe you've picked up on this maybe you haven't both my parents are dead Hey, it's me. I am a (laughs) veteran member of the dead parents club. I've been, uh, without a parent in one way or another, um, for over half of my life now. So, um, for me, both mother's day and father's day are hard days in different ways. Um, I say that it's a good day to stay away from social media, um, I choose to cope by staying off my phone and staying off of social media. If I do get on in the morning, I will just post a story or post a status depending on, on what platform it is by sharing a message of love and encouragement. Because in all my years before I started doing this, I never once saw anybody doing this. It was always, I love you dad, which is great. And I love that you love your dad, but also you're like, you have friends and loved ones who are also struggling with this day as well. So I will just say, For whatever reason, if you're struggling with today, I see you, I'm sending you love and light and encouragement, and I hope that today isn't completely awful, and then I just put my phone down and I do something else. Now, I I argue from the perspective of a veteran Dead Parents Club member that your parent doesn't have to be dead for you to be a member of the Dead Parents Club, estranged toxic relationship and you've gone no contact any and all your parent doesn't actually have to be dead for you to be a part of the club so that's why i word it generally and i say i'm so sorry there's a lot of reasons that people struggle with today i see you i love you always my dms are open but i've also noticed now that this year will be my second without my dad and mother's day has already happened by the time this is airing so 15th mother's day that I don't have a mom I've noticed. And when I started getting more intentional with my social media, I have other Instagram, like grief related Instagram pages that I follow. And we have like a a solid community there of people that I lean on. Uh, there's a cycle where there's a lead up to it, where maybe like a month out, you'll notice that out in target for me this year, I was like, ah, that's it. That's the lead up. I was in target like a month and a half before mother's day and already the signs were up like, Oh, mother's day is whatever, whatever. Make sure you get all your tchotchkes for your mom. And I was like, ah, oh, all right. It's that time of the year. It's the lead up. It's the lead up. It's the lead up. The day happens and whatever you do to survive and deal with that day is, is up to you. Everybody's coping mechanisms are different. Mine might look different than yours and both of them be just as healing to each of us as, as is. So I try to avoid like specific Coping mechanisms because mine aren't always great, um, but I did not know this term until I started following more members of the grief community on Instagram. And this term is grief hangover, where the day happens, you have the lead up, the day happens, and then I probably have a day or two where it feels like I'm hung over. Where there's a day or two where I need to give myself a little extra grace be a a little extra kind to myself and maybe not hold myself to the same levels of productivity because for everybody else, that was a regular Sunday for me. That was a damn haul, And just like a marathon runner, I need a break. I need a rest. I need a reset. Um, so yeah, it's a regular Sunday for some people, but for us, it's a lot bigger than that. So that's what I said, Matt. That's what (laughs) she said. I like it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what she said i like it that was good and i think that that is definitely one of the probably best points to make um i know a, a lot of times like on Mother's Day i especially father's Day because it tends to be more like single moms out there than single dads but um i i always say you know happy birthday Happy Father's Day to all those all the single moms yeah. out there. Because I'm trying to do that, and now you just added another thing that I'm going to have to make sure I give you know a little bit of space to. Because that's something that I, I like as somebody with two living parents. I don't I don't think about it as much. And you know, since meeting you, I've I've been more aware of that. And that's one of the things I love about myself is to like become more aware of something and trying to implement it, trying to make it a thing that that sticks you with me forever. Put it into practice because. Exactly. Yep. I care about you and I shouldn't be doing anything that like, you know, alienates you from feeling like you're Mm -hmm. cared about. And if I'm your friend, if I'm your homie, whatever it is, I should be doing everything I can to make you feel welcome and make you feel like that person gets it. And I think that hopefully everybody listening just got it a little bit, you know, like, damn, that's the let me. Let me. It's say the best I could hope
1: for. If anything, maybe they just got a reaction because I'm that mouthy broad with internet access and a mic. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I I like it. I like it. I will back that up 100. percent Come for it, because nah. Um, yeah, I I think that that is a really good first. That's what she said, and on brand. If I could add, yeah. So, thanks for job.
1: allowing that to be uh for you starting a show and then turning around and giving a complete stranger kind of from the internet <laughs> space and holding space for me to just say what I want.
0: <laughs> yeah. I still think it's funny that we are complete strangers from the internet. So like we we've gotten to know each other but definitely still complete Let's strangers go. from the internet. So yeah. Um I don't know if you're listening to this part of it, how long this episode is, because again, technical difficulties. So hopefully it hasn't been too long. Hopefully it hasn't been too choppy and terrible. Hopefully my editing skills are getting there from having to have edited all these episodes. But hopefully you enjoyed it. And one thing that I want to say is thank you for talking about Don to us today, because that's not something that I can imagine is like... Easy, but it's also something that you don't want to steer away from. So it's just a mix of emotions, and I th- I think that that is super powerful, and I appreciate it because again, stranger from the internet, and you're sharing a story about you know an amazing man who clearly I would have gotten along with, and I assume, like I said, my my dad would have uh, would a would have smoked a cigar too. So thanks, Matt. I think that that's I think that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Harvey. Yeah. Sounds dope as hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, he, uh, he's a character. That is for sure. Um, hopefully I'll be seeing him this Father's Day. I don't, he's been out of the country. So I haven't seen him for two, three, maybe four years now. It's been a while. It's hard to track COVID kind of messed up the years. So I don't, I don't remember how long it was, but it was prior to COVID. So, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun having this conversation about our dads and sharing some equal lessons. Mm -hmm. And almost uh like um same textbook, yeah, different pages. Seriously.
1: And for all of you out there who are listening and who are struggling with Father's Day coming up, love and light and hugs, my DMs are open, Matt's DMs are open. It sucks out here, but resilience is important.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, All right, so we're going to close this one out Thanks for listening Thanks for being here, Caitlin And thank you for launching That's What She Said
1: Let's do it! Alright, I will catch you on the next one, Matt
0: (laughs) Bye The bell is about to ring If you want to drop us a voice message Or simply ask a question You can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below Be sure to leave us a 5 star review It helps more people find us Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something.